Uh, it looks very interesting. It's coming out on October 22nd. No, so, sorry, October, October, not 22nd, October 2022. So it's coming out in October, this upcoming October. Uh, Xbox you heard consoles, it here first. <laughs> 20, oh, it would be so great if it actually came out on the 22nd. We'll have to see. That would actually be cool if it does. Big leaker right here. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Bad Gamer, Good Gamer podcast. To no one's surprise, the Xbox and Bethesda showcase was riddled with announcements and gameplay footage. But most of all, almost every game announced was a Game Pass title, and we want to talk about some of our top picks from both showcases. So settle in and enjoy the show. Hey, Fafood, how's it going? Hey, Tim. Good. Uh, just, you know, hard at work doing a podcast <laughs> in the office. So Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm uh, doing well. How about you, man? I'm doing well as well. Uh, my work doesn't start until two hours, so Lucky. I'm hard at work waking up early and doing the podcast. So that's we're that's both a two first. for two. Nice, yeah, that's, two for two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, we don't have a lot of time. You're you're at the office. I got to go yeah. to work at some point. Exactly. And we've got a big like showcase to talk about uh, the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. It was a great Down. showcase. Yeah, both showcases. The normal one the main one and the extended one uh, is insane. They announced so many games. Um, the, the ones that they announced in the showcases are 35 games, I believe. But in total, what they promised is that for the next 12 months, they will be releasing, the target is to release, because there could be delays, you never know. Definitely, but yeah. the target is to release 50 games in the next 12 months. Uh, 43 of these 50 Huge. games will be on Game Pass. 43 titles in the next month on Game Pass. That is crazy. Yeah, they're going um, hard on the Game Pass. Like, they're, they are supporting it 100% right now. Yeah, yeah, as, as they should. Of the 35 uh, games that they announced, 23 of them, I think, are Game Pass titles. Uh, no, not 23. Like, I think uh, around 30 are, like, Game 30, Pass yeah, titles. yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, 22 of them, if I'm not mistaken, are day one Game Pass titles. Nice, 22. So okay. the value of Game Pass keeps going higher. All you have to do is just find a few games that you like. And with all the acquisitions and all the developers that are like creating games for Xbox, there's bound to be something for you. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's going to happen, whether it's a first party game or a third party game. Yeah, I've done so, it before where I just signed up because there's yeah. a game I really liked. I just yeah, want exactly. to play it. And, play it for yeah. a month and that's it. I think they announced their extended showcase, by the way. They can get Xbox for the first month or three for $1 a month. Uh, not yeah, Xbox, they had that promotion. Yeah. They had that promotion. They, they have it every now month. and then, but they announced yeah. it in the extended showcase. But without further ado, let's talk okay. about our top picks. The games that stood out to us. There's like There are a lot of games that stood out, but like these are the yeah. ones that I think we have enough time to talk about. The first one is Starfield. Everybody the kind of saw game. this coming. This is it's the biggest huge. game. This is what everybody's been waiting. Like people would have been happy if it was like an Xbox and Starfield showcase. <laughs> but we wouldn't yeah. get all the other like 30 announcements, but they showed quite a lot of the game. Yeah, it was like I think a 15-minute game trailer or something. Like they they had a huge focus at they the had, end. Yeah, the show. so yeah, it was an extent it was an extended gameplay sort of trailer reveal that they had. Uh, so uh, the game early on starts off with you arriving in this moon called Crete. Yeah. And they show you like you're exploring the terrain and you harvest, I think, island from like some cave walls similar to. So before we go into this, there's a lot of like similarities to no Nomad Sky. Definitely. It's yeah. very obvious. It's as soon obvious as I saw the harvesting the thing, I'm like, no one's guy. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that it's like it's a bad thing, but like I, I don't like the fact that people will automatically start comparing it to some to another game like that because I think they're they're going to be normal. It was trending on Twitter. Like, like the it was this game came out. This everyone was like, no man's guy. Oh, no man's guy. Exactly. Twitter, yeah. yeah. Um, but then unlike no man's guy, at least when it first came out. There's like a story there. There's a campaign mode. Uh, and in the video, you infiltrate a research facility and you start like killing off enemies. And yeah. I think like they showed off four or five guns that were equipped. Um, and one so gun you had to like do a digital pick, lock pick to, to get as well. Like they showed off. Oh, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So they have some of these elements as well where you have to like, you know, lock the pick and then get the gun um there might be other puzzle elements like there's definitely going to be something else like small things like that kind of like mm. how um, cyberpunk had it yeah cyberpunk like the hacking and stuff and whatnot 
Yeah, and uh, and old school and Skyrim, they had like lock picking oh, skills as yeah, well. Oh yeah, that's so right. It's like that's in yeah. their DNA as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they it's Skyrim in space. To... Let's let's like get Sky- that out. Skyrim in space. Skyrim I space. think somebody <laughs> did mention that as well. It's yeah. like Skyrim in space. Exactly. Uh, they uh, they elaborate a little bit more um, with the story of at least you know the 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 campaign mode or like the main sort of uh, story of the game. Uh, you'll be invited after like you finish with this infiltration that you do. You'll you'll be invited by a group called the Constellation. They are the last group of space explorers left, and they want your help to solve a puzzle of some kind. Like they're like these artifacts that they don't know what they are and what they're building. They're apparently like being built or something like that, and they want your help to kind of like figure out this puzzle about these artifacts um, hmm. and what's what else is out there in space. It remind me like that just that bit remind me a little bit of the Halo TV show. Oh, this is like this mysterious artifact and aliens and whatnot. Yeah, I just uh, want to off, yeah. say, say like this: the artifact mystery thing is an overplayed thing in space. I oh, it is. Why. No, no, it is. It is. Like not it's, a, it's uh, not something new. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. space. No, no, it's, it definitely isn't. But like Halo, which is also a Microsoft thing, like this TV yeah. show, just came out like a, a couple of months ago. So Recently, like it was still yeah. kind of fresh in my mind. Uh, but yeah, mysterious artifacts is a trope. Like it's a normal thing with these kind of like with this kind of setting. Um, so they showed off different locations. They showed off, uh, the different characters that you're going to meet. Uh, again, this is like a full on, like a legit sort of like, uh, first person, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, uh campaign driven, like game, but oh, yeah. you also have the option to like explore and do all that other stuff. They showed what you can do with the character customization and it's very flexible at least it to looks, my eyes yeah it looks quite flexible from what they've shown off um i think this is also a i wouldn't say a standard but like it's it's like even since uh mass effect like you can fully customize your character into like into detail like this, they've just taken it a step further which is, which is yeah nice yeah, yeah i mean uh cyberpunk had an insane character customization option as well i yeah. spent 30 40 minutes exactly. on it but I like that how in this one they included different body types, like a heavy body type. They also included different walk styles. I didn't see that before, like a different that's, walking yeah, style. That's like new. New, new right? st- yeah, that's actually new. Right? And then you also have 17 different backgrounds that you can give the character. Some of them were kind of like funny. So you can be a bounty hunter, which is like whatever. You can be a bouncer or a gangster. Mm-hmm. And there's like a bunch of other stuff, like medical student or something, or researcher. Yeah. This is the then, RPG element of it. Yeah, yeah this the is the like very like, heavily RPG elements. Yeah, uh, and then you also have three starting traits. Um, uh, like, no, not yeah. You have sorry. They give you three skills. Uh, three skills. My bad. I'm yeah. I'm reading the notes and I messed up. No, that's fine. So these yeah. these backgrounds also give you three skills, and then you also have. Optionally, you can also add traits to your character if you're this introverted, if you have alien DNA, or if a neon street trapped. That was trait. random. That's, that's that a was random. Ra- so, so I like that. Like I like that they weren't picking or like writing you with like the, the the regular sort of like typical things that you come to see from any RPG game. Because one of them, like there was like a Ronin thing as well, which like exists right in mm-hmm. one form or another. It exists in other like RPG games, but like these random, very weird things, and um, of course because it's it's got this RPG element to it you can unlock skills as you level up and then you can rank them and the more you know challenges you complete with those skills that sort of stuff yeah it's uh, it's standard stuff but like it's it's good to see like it's it's one it's those games yeah, they, they, that keep they, you going they showed it off and it seems to be very extensive there's of course a crafting system where you can like create mods or create uh, your own weapons uh, you can also like do some research get the resources and whatnot and the extended showcase i think somebody was talking about how if you don't want to pay for a weapon you can just like make it that uh yeah uh i i heard that also in the extended showcase so you have the choice of making it yourself or instead of skipping the crafting part or like the gathering part you can just pay for it if you have the money you can pay for it so i feel like it's good it's like giving people that option because like you know how i feel about options yeah, it's good to have options, but personally yeah, for yeah. me, I'm not a gatherer. Like I don't, I don't mm. like the gathering part of of most of these games, like in Minecraft or something. Like that to me is too, too tedious. I'm like you. I don't like like maybe I haven't like properly played something that had like a crafting system, but to me it just feels kind of weird. I don't want to play a game and like do a lot of the crafting stuff for it. You want someone but else to do it for you, so you pay for it. Like, yeah, it, it sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the most that I'll do is that I'll I'll grind for an item, 
like Borderlands. Like that's what I that's half, stuff, half yeah. of what I did. Yeah, like but that's like trying to find one item. I'm not trying to find like this much of this resource and that much of that resource and whatever. And then do that mental math and yeah, yeah I, I, I won't I, do that. And I feel like this plays into the next point where they have building your own outposts and for survival and resource generation. Yes, exactly. So yeah. you can hire people. They say you can hire characters to maintain it, which is kind of cool. So if you have like multiple outposts on different planets, then mm. you kind of have this like re- massive resource gathering. Uh, That's true. Company, I guess. Like you have your own company. It's I mean, like- it's your it's your base, really. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know how that plays out. Like, is it? Are these people also another like resource? Resource. So the more people you have, the more efficient you are and whatever. But then you have to like, like either like buy them or like pay them. So like I don't know how mm-hmm. that works. Like the economy of that whole thing works. But it is something I guess that will tickle some people's. Uh, yeah. Then you can have a proper yeah. flight crew, or like because you can also hire them for your own spaceship as well. Your spaceship, I think this is going to be a huge deal yeah. that I. Kind of like how with Cyberpunk, a lot of people like spent so much time just customizing the character, right? Me too. Yeah, I think, everyone did. Yeah, yeah, everybody did. Yeah, but like, but it was a thing. Like, you know, just how much like that you can do with a spaceship. Apparently, that takes it up like a thousand times because yeah. you can customize the ship in any way that you want. You can get modules. You can buy them. You can like get them in as the wars, if I'm not mistaken. You can. Uh, customize obviously the paint job and all that sort of stuff. There's like a lot that they showed in what you could do with the spaceship, and yeah. I think that's gonna like be a fun like mini game almost for a lot of people. Speaking of fun mini game, I want to see if you can build the most bonkers, crazy, weirdest ship you can. Like you know, like put like a, th- a thousand thrusters with like a little tiny cockpit and just like like I want to know how th- crazy you can I go. I think with it. you're on to something. I think this might be like if there's a especially if there's like a sandbox mode or whatever, kind of like a level maker mm. where instead of you having to like work with what you have, like the items and the modules and the upgrades and whatnot that you found in the game, if they can kind of like have a mode where everything that's available in the game is available for you to use, yeah. but it's only in this like sandbox mode, like only there and you can't like import it or take it Exploded, At least you like can go crazy it. with it. Yeah, you can go crazy, and then people can like start showing off their like crazy, crazy mods exactly. and their crazy exactly. ideas. Like you said, one tiny cockpit, a thousand thrusters. Why yeah. not? Just like like escape <laughs> yeah. through space. Why not? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it's like being on cocaine. Um, <laughs> but but I think this is gonna be something that a lot of people will have a lot of fun, like just kind of like play around with. And like you mentioned, you can hire the crew to maintain it as well. Yeah. That is something that I think is also a little, a little bit sort of like more than what we've seen in other games where you might have your own ship, but then it's just you piloting it and then that's it. You might yeah. have a pet or whatever, but but there's no like there's no element of crew. you having your yeah. own team, your own crew. Uh, I wonder if like how well like it's integrated where depending on who you hire, the efficiency might be different. The yeah. Like, you know, like, it's not like as long as you have X number of people, this is what you'll get out of it. But no, it depends on who yeah, those people are as well. Well, for me, the because I play Mass Effect is a close second from this game. Hmm. Like, I have, I'm going to compare it to Mass Effect because I played it. Go ahead. Um, uh, they, you have a crew, like, but like, it's part of the story. And then like, hmm, you hmm. can recruit people or you can like, uh, I think you can miss out on some characters. So it changes who are, who's in your ship and who you can interact with. So it's only yeah. that way. It's it's like building a party in an RPG game. Yeah. Or a JRPG. Yeah, exactly. You, you get people to join your party and then, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it's that restricted in uh, Starfield or if it's a lot more open and free and there are options yeah. with what you can do and they actually like affect or change things. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also showed off like a dogfight in space to just kind of show you what show you what the battle system will be like in space. It looked cool, but yeah. the the big thing about space here, and there's some controversy controversy about this, Fatty. So let's maybe get into that. Is that they Go announced that? I was I was gonna get into it myself. And I want you to tell me what you saw because like you just told me about it before we recorded, like we started recording this episode. But uh, they announced that you can land and explore anywhere on any of the over 1,000 planets in the over 100 systems. Yeah. So that's you have one thousand plus planets, I'm assuming at launch. And you can land anywhere on each of these planets and then start your exploration. So what's yeah. the problem with that? 
what the Twitter sphere or the, the everyone got into is the problem that we've been here before, um, especially with No Man's Sky. They're like, yeah, quintillion planets. I don't know what. And then when you go to those planets, there's going to be nothing to do. And that's what people are worried about, that there's going to be so many planets, so much to see and do that they're worried that there's not going to be enough content or not much to do on those planets. So this is the main concern that everyone had. And then the debate started going. So what do you think about that personally? I I disagree with all of those people. I mean, not in the sense that there might be nothing to do. I'm not saying that over 1,000 planets will have like things for you to do. and mm-hmm. But I'm talking about as a game overall, I don't think it's going to fail the way No Man's Sky did in the beginning when it first launched before they did the the overhaul that they did. Because there's a campaign mode. There's it's an RPG. You've got a character, you've got like, you know, this progression of the character that you have. You got missions, you've got quests, you've got so it does have the No Man's Sky element to it. Exploration, gathering the resources, building up your outpost and doing all that sort of stuff. But then there's also this campaign mode. Mm. And it's really up to you to decide on how you want to play the game. And this is something that they also touched upon in the extended showcase. They're like, we're providing everybody with the tools that they want. We're providing them with this world, the the experiences. You play the game the way you want to play the game. Do you want to go straight to the side quests or do you want to go start exploring? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Obviously some things will be restricted. You know, there might be some sort of criteria that you need to fulfill before you can do whatever, like unlock a certain area and whatnot. Right. But there is a campaign mode. There's a there's there are, there's there are things that you can do other than just exploring in the game. And I think a lot of people will gravitate towards that. And then yeah. if they don't like the campaign mode and they don't like the exploration thing, then okay, it's not for them. The yeah, game exactly. in that case, in that case, it has failed them. But that's just like any other game that somebody might check out and they don't like it. And then, okay, it's just not for them. But I don't think that the game is built in a way that's going to guarantee the level of failure that the Twittersphere is making it seem to be. (laughs) Well, yeah. So they already addressed that, that you said. And I don't find it as a problem because they also mentioned that they've handcrafted a lot of the experience. So they didn't specifically say just the campaign. So I feel like that also spread to other side planets. Um, so I'm not personally worried about that. What did also come up uh, that they, they didn't explain or I saw later in an interview is that how the ships transition between the planets, mm. uh, like when you're, when you're flying in and then you go into the planet, they actually said early on they decided not to have that transition or like not to yeah. have that seamless transition because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said it's like too much engineering for something that, that would ruin the experience or would lessen the experience okay. for them. So right. pretty much it's going to be a loading screen like before you go in like to the planet. And then when you leave the planet, it's also like a tra- like there will be a loading screen. Like a cut kind of thing. Yeah. So okay. this is, uh, they already addressed that. Some people, I guess, address their concern. But like, I don't think that's a big issue in terms of the bigger scope of the game. You know, but yeah, it really again, isn't. Yeah. You're going to hear all sides of the story online as, as usual. I mean, there's OK. So there's one thing that. I'll kind of give the Twitter sphere or the pe- the people that are hating on this game is that we heard those promises from No Man's Sky before, right? The, yeah, like I'm talking like about when it first launched, like or like pre-launch, like when it was a crowdsourcing thing, crowdfunding thing. Yeah. Um, apparently, what I remember like reading about is that they showed so many like interesting planets and alien life forms and whatnot, and like so apparently they kind of like cherry picked the good planets to show in the trailer. But then because there's like a gazillion planets out there, you're left with nothing for the other ones that most people <laughs> will probably like land on and find in their, in yeah. their uh, travels. So I understand that level of mistrust. But if, if, if Starfield was just an exploration thing, I would be on that side. I'd be like, I'd rather wait and see when the game comes out before I fall into any kind of hype or like mm-hmm. even talk about it or whatever. But because it's not just that, I'm willing to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt that if they've done their jobs, it's at least an interesting game. At the yeah. very least, it's an interesting game. And they have had previous games. This is not their first game. Yeah, yeah of course. Though, so I don't yeah, think they're yeah. going to ruin it that much. But yeah, I know. Is it, this... is it buggy? I don't know. I was just <laughs> about to say, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely like... going to be buggy, 100%. Uh, it's their That's game. something else to look forward to. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, they talked about why they delayed this game and they delayed that fall. It's because they wanted to make sure that it comes out complete. 
as so, much as they can. Yeah. So, so it's, yeah, exactly. As much as they can. So at least they did address that sort of concern and that they're internally are aware of it and they don't want to like fall into what happened with the uh, cyberpunk mm. and CD project red. We'll have to wait and see. It's coming out in 2023 on Xbox consoles, Game Pass Day One, obviously. And on I'm excited Steam. for this game personally. Me too. Me too. Uh, I don't know if I'll pick it up, but I will definitely watch watch like people who play it on Twitch. I want to like at the very least start doing that before I decide to pick it up day one, uh, just to see what it really is like when people oh, are yeah. playing it and the bugs and whatnot. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, speaking of bugs. It kind of works, I guess. There's definitely bugs in 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 this game. Wow, that, Diab- was, that was a Diab- tough. That was segue. a tough one. That was a very <laughs> tough segue. segue. I, I I apologize. <laughs> Diab- Diablo Four. Yeah, Diablo Four. Yeah, that's another big uh, one. On our, there's on a our bug in the there's list. a bug in the company behind Diablo Four. Let's go with that. Okay. They're buggy. They're buggy as hell. Okay. They sure. Crash and burn and yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Okay. Uh. Diablo 4, they had a cinematic trailer for the fifth and last class, the Necromancer. Yeah. That's what, cool. what do you think of the Necromancer? Uh, I think it's a cool class, as usual. I, I like it's It's their pet class. You know, you do summon uh, monsters and then they fi- fight alongside you. I'm pretty sure I played that in Diablo 3, or they had a similar class in Diablo 3, if I'm not mistaken. Or at the very least, it was uh, Path of Exile. I remember there was a Necromancer uh, job which I played for a bit. And like, I do enjoy that class. So to me, that's the class I would pick uh, if, if and when I play Diablo 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but otherwise, the game looks actually pretty good. Like they, they announced it alongside the four other classes. So there was Barbarian, Druid, Rogue, and Sorcerer. So they're very basic in terms of the class. Yeah. And the fifth one, Necromancer. Um, and it's all about uh, and Rod Ferguson. He he opened up the show, and he he's the GM of the Diablo sh- franchise, which is again nice to see like devs or the people behind the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about the demon Lilith has returned and must be stopped, and she's the antagonist from Diablo two. So there's a bit of history there for some of the longtime players. I only started yeah. Diablo from three personally because Diablo three is a game for me that where we, me and my friends would sit in the in the same room, we'd get all our PCs together and like just play together. So that's my Lamp parties for the win. Yeah, and I'm hoping I can do that with the fourth one. Fingers crossed, guys. Hopefully. Mm. Um, and the gameplay was shown on an Xbox Series X, which I found interesting. So everything that was shown was an Xbox Series X. Um, and other than that, like. When when Diablo 4 was first announced, I wasn't too hyped about the game. I was like, okay, it's another game. But what sets this apart compared to the other Di- Diablos is that it's an open world game with no linear yep. path. Yeah. Um, and I found that very interesting as a concept because it's open world. There's apparently over 150 dungeons. Um, and so you can play the game pretty much however you like. Um, and so... And also, I think they were talking about, like, while since it's an open world game, it's also an online persistent game. So you'd be able to see other people on their travels or, like, while you're playing, you see other players and then you can team up with them, I guess, and do a dungeon. That's how some of the people experiences were. Yeah, uh, so you're talking about the uh, the local events. They, they they talked about, like, having local events that will just pop up in this open world. Yeah. And you can participate or solo or you can go in with a group. Kind of similar to what's I forgot what they called in Destiny Two, but they have the like they have the same idea. Yeah, uh, what very well, few hours that I played the game world had events well. or, or something like I guess yeah, they say local yeah. events, but like they're world connected online events similar to MMOs, similar to MMOs. Oh yeah, yeah, I think yeah, like, I don't I don't think they meant local as in like local to your network. I think they meant like local to wherever the location is that you're in. Maybe yeah. I don't know yeah. what's behind the thing, the the, the terminology there. Uh, they also showed off uh, Stronghold. Speaking of dungeons, so there are Strongholds, which is basically enemy territories that you have to take down. What I like about that is that after you, like, you clear that area, with time, that place will just kind of become a peaceful town. Or That's that cool. might reveal more dungeons. Like there might be a dungeon like afterwards or like hidden in the Stronghold. So that's also, it's kind of like an incentive to keep like, going to these uh, strongholds and clearing them because you would want to go to the dungeons and and, and get the loot. And this game Mm. basically is an MMO now. 
that's that's what I thought. Like it's they're not saying MMO, but like most no, of the haven't. things yeah. they really stayed away from that word. Uh, but like it is becoming an MMO. It's a persistent connection. You interact with players. You have local uh, or world events that you can team up and play with, um, and then you can party with them and then go do a dungeon together. Like it's it's that kind of game now. They they to that point where like they didn't really say MMO. They they also like were very specific. They could still do PvP in specific areas. Mm. So like there's a PvP right. element in That's the right. game as well. And if you're like if you're really good, um, I don't know if you yeah I think if you're really good just in the PvP sort of like fights or the PvP sort of battles, you will be marked on the map as a champion. So that will draw people towards you because I'm assuming. XP and loot Rewards, and whatnot. If yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's also a nice element to it. There was an indie game that we talked about on the Gaming Weekly show. Like it was a side scroller thing. And I think it had something similar as well, where people will try to find like it was a PvP game. Like that's what mm. it was. Uh but anyways, um one more thing, I think there was something about the game. Um, oh yeah. Uh, the uh, cross play, cross progression yes. and couch co-op, which we love again. Which options. We love exactly, <laughs> yeah. So po- consoles and PC, whatever, it's 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 cross everything. Yeah. And it's coming out in twenty twenty three on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. And one last thing that there is an open beta that's going to happen. Uh, oh, okay. It's open for registration right now on their website. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they didn't say, or I haven't seen when it's going to start, but obviously if you're a fan, go register. You might be able Definitely. to play the game Look, yeah, before it yeah. starts. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a game changer. Hopefully this is going to redeem them after Diablo Immortal. <sighs> after Diablo. I don't think it will, but it's going to be like the first Hopefully. step. Hopefully. The first step into them redeeming themselves if this is a good uh, project. Oh, so coming speaking up of, next. Good speaking projects. of good projects, yeah. <laughs> that's how you do a segue, Tim. No. <laughs> that's how that's how I do a segue. Thank you. Don't forget that I'm the one who taught you how to do segues. <laughs> high on life. Stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, high on life is the next game, which is wow. It's a weird one, but like in a very good way. It's by Squanch Games. Weird. It is. Good it's weird. a very good weird. As soon as you hear the game, you'll know why it's a good weird so this was a world premiere and it's a console launch exclusive there there were a few world premieres and console launch exclusives in the um in the show this is one of them it's from the creators of rick and morty and the protagonist is voiced by the same voice actor as morty Morty's the little yeah. kid yeah exactly it's it's very <laughs> obvious uh i was lazy i didn't really look into what the name of the voice actor uh, what is he's known as Morty, just you know. Morty, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like, I, I should give him credit. But, um, not only is it voiced by Morty, and not only is it created by the guys behind the Morty, everything about this game is the Morty, like it's yeah. an episode of the Morty that was turned into a game, basically. So, it's a first person shooter, and the weapons are these creatures. Um, they get into that actually later in the extended showcase. Um, so the, there are these creatures that can talk. It's an alien race. They can talk, and with time, they evolve to kind of like look like a gun. And uh, what the game is about, uh, which wasn't clear in the the main showcase, but it was mm-hmm. in the extent like they talked about it in the extended showcase. Uh, the game is about this alien race that want to enslave humans and sell them as drugs. It's an alien it's, cartel, basically. It's such an interesting concept, by the way. Already. It's, it's a Rick and Morty concept, and that's why the game is called High on Life. Yeah. They're playing... Uh, uh, yeah. The actor, the voice actor Morty is Maurice Lamarche, or Marche. There you go. Thank you for looking that up. Yeah. He did an amazing job. That voice is so recognizable. Um, so, yeah, everything about it from the way the game looks the the enemies like the the weirdness and like the creativity behind the weirdness of the enemies and the gear and whatnot just kind of looks like a Rick and Morty show that was done in 3D pretty much right? yeah but That's like a good a little, way to like describe and it, it's yeah. and it's not like a realistic textures but like just a little tad bit like better lighting and reflection and whatnot like just like it's that really like if you see the trailer like you'll know what we're talking about um so yeah it's coming out on Xbox consoles PC game pass day 1 uh and Xbox cloud gaming i just want to go through just some really quick notes uh, from the extended showcase they describe it as an action adventure comedy metroidvania first person shooter that Metroidvania, like Metroidvania, is what like yeah, like, that raised so yeah, many flags. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's a very 
good thing to kind of like tag to your to, to your game. Hmm. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what's the, what the Metroidvania aspect of it is. Uh, the CEO and founder of the Squanch Games, Justin Loyland, is also the co-creator of the Frick and Morty. So this wasn't something that they kind of like gave off to a different studio and like somebody else. Like no, no, it was it's kind of like a personal project of his. He hmm. created Squanch, uh, Squanch Games because he was always interested in creating games and he had ideas and whatnot, but he didn't have the the know-how. So he wanted to basically have his own studio so he can kind of like have his creative juices flowing and yeah. just create games that he wants to play. Um, so cool! So cool that yeah. he was able to do it as well. Like. Nice. It's like it's something that every one of us wanted to do, right? Like everybody has ideas, everybody has the, a creative vision or something, right? But then you don't have the means to do it. He yeah. has the resources to get people to do what uh, they want to do. Uh, the art direction, I thought this was very funny, is Blade meets the Muppets. Yeah, which I I didn't think about until until he said it. I'm like really? until they brought it up. <laughs> exactly, like Muppets. Yeah. I can see Blade Runner. Okay, Blade. Yeah, I uh, no, no, not Blade Runner. I think he meant Blade as in Blade, the Marvel character. The vampire oh. hunter. Oh, that I believe blade. that's what it meant. I think so, oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe Blade Runner. I don't know. But anyways, check it out. It looks really good. October 2022, maybe the 22nd. Who knows? Um, the game's going to be out. So, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's go on to the next one. It's also very interesting, and it has a nice concept. This one I, I personally liked. Uh, it's called Urban Shago- Shadow Legacy by Baby Robot Games. So, this game... What caught my eye is like you are like this uh, ninja assassin, like a robot lady that can like go into the shadows, then pop out of the shadows and like you have to stealth kill all these robots. Um, And it was also a world premiere console launch exclusive, uh, like another one of these games. And it's an action adventure stealth platformer kind of game. And the moment I saw it, the moment I saw this game, I was like, this reminds me of Soul Reaver and like Tenchu, if anyone remembers the PS1 uh like stealth ninja game that you go around like stealth kill everyone like it reminded me of that game just like much better uh and the main protagonist her name is anya uh sorry ayana who who's a who has this shadow merge ability that i just spoke about and that allows her to pretty much traverse walls and like other terrains and i'm liking this shadow traversing kind of games or whatever they they are the devs what was the name of that game Uh... shim s-c-h-i-m yes yeah yeah but Um, that was like a fun concept that's like a fun chill game no in this game you're you're destroying robots you're being stealthy for a reason and the way that they implement it in the game looks like it's going to be a fun element it's not like a press this button and then press it again and you're in and out but Mm. it's dynamic a little bit like you know you have to time it right and it looks like a really fun game also aesthetically like i liked i like the 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 art direction there um i think this will i think this will do good i i hope it does but like it looks like it's a it's a fun game to play it caught my eye just because of like the stealth stealth aspect of it that you don't get that many of these games anymore or yeah i've seen anyway uh it's coming out uh 2023 for xbox pc and uh xbox cloud gaming um and it'll be day one uh it'll be on game pass day one yeah Whatever that is, twenty twenty three, man. So many games. Twenty twenty three. Like, hey, listen, fifty games in twelve months. Yeah, it's right. gonna be spread around. We're talking about an average of what? How many games a, a month? A month? I don't know. Like they they just pretty much put like uh, on the end graphics of the show. It's just like twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, and I think it's. One, two, three, four, five, I was yeah. testing you. That's an average of four five. games a month. Four games a month. Thanks, Tim. Math. Even though I'm first thing in the morning, still it's an issue for me. It's a still an issue. Um, the next game, Cocoon. We is both like this. We yes. both like this game. Yeah. Uh, it like right off the top, I'm gonna say it reminded me of uh, Maquette. Yeah, it the, does. The, that it's that Inception esque kind of game. So this was also a world premiere and console launch exclusive. Good to see those. Um, it's a puzzle adventure game where there are the worlds inside of worlds. So it's very. Surreal, you want to like yeah. talk about this concept? Like I don't you know have what to, like I... it's it... yeah. Like go on. so, pretty much you're this bug. Okay, so first of all, uh, you're this bug tr- creature tasked with carrying orbs and solving puzzles within them, and then like yeah. 
So it shows in the trailer. Again, I want to know more. There's not enough info, even post-show, whatever. There wasn't yeah. enough info. But, um, so you're like this little bug, and then you carry these orbs with you. And then once you solve the puzzle, you pretty much enter the orb, and it's another world or another puzzle of worlds. So Yeah, so each yeah. orb is part of the puzzle they're trying to solve. And then once you solve it, once you unlock you whatever, inside. you go yeah. inside that particular like orb that you're carrying around the whole time. And then there's another puzzle they have world. to do and it keep yeah. going inside so it's kind of like a fractal thing where like, it's, it's, so, yeah. it's, it's a very interesting idea yeah well and this is again like this is what made me think of maquette because with maquette like you have these puzzle pieces and if you carry them into like if you go through a door where oh, i forgot how the game plays exactly but if you go through a certain door then you're carrying a puzzle piece that was from the big world and now mm. becomes normal size or something like that it was a very mind-bendy puzzle game and try to figure out how the same piece in three different sizes. Yeah, I'm 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 not doing the game cool. any justice. Anyway, but it, ha- so but, cool. it but it had that like mind bending thing as well. Yeah. So what's what's also mind bending that this game is made by Jeppe Carlson, who's the lead gameplay designer of Inside and Limbo. If you know those games, so it's a big departure. If you know Inside and Limbo, they're both like 2D platformers. Mm, yeah. and I know and Limbo, have- but I don't know, or maybe Inside. I don't like remember Inside. But I know Limbo. Yeah, like yeah. The, the platformer. Yeah. Yeah, Limbo was like black and white. Inside had color. It was about this kid trying to escape. Um, I didn't play it, but I did watch a Let's Play on it. Um, so mm. those were 2D games. This is like a full 3D game. So it's a big departure and puzzle focus. So it's a completely different game. It's but a it completely looks, different thing. Yeah, looks it looks beautiful. really good. Yeah, it looks it does. really good. It does. Good. Uh, uh, coming out coming? 2023 uh, Xbox on Xbox consoles. It's coming out. It's coming out in 2023. I don't know why I can't go through the sentence. It's coming out in 2023 for Xbox consoles, PC, and cloud gaming, and it's also going to be a day one a Game Pass title, which yeah. is great. I'm this is also another for- game that would be great for day one titles. Like, it's a really solid looking, polished indie game, right? Mm. Like, it's not a AAA thing or whatnot. This is where the value of Game Pass is also in, yeah. can be found yeah like with these indie games that you typically wouldn't really like care about i do personally but like yeah no, I, I mean, I i'm talking about like i'm talking about like the people who only want um uh game pass for the AAA titles like where are the AAA titles where's like the big names oh i don't like i haven't heard of any of these games well yeah so you can explore them and discover them mm. it doesn't always have to be That's the true. best and whatever the uh, biggest that's the appeal of Game Pass. It gets you playing games that you don't usually play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't played any, but that's because I'm a bad gamer. But besides the point. <laughs> and you have an active subscription still, right? Do. I do. I do. I played Halo for a bit. Uh, okay. And then that's it. Yeah. Play more know. games, Tim. Play more games. I should. I should. I should. I'm with you. I'm like, I'm, 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 uh, I'm accepting it. I'm owning it. Um... You want to go through like uh, honorable mentions? Let's go through some honorable mentions. Yeah. So, so there's one in particular that I want to point out, just because they did a bad job of presenting it in the main show, and then they did a much better job, and like like there were like core elements that were missing in the main show that was there in the extended show, and I'm talking about As Dusk Falls. Uh, I'm going to be looking at my notes here, so no camera contact. Uh, so As Dusk Falls is a is an interactive experience where, um, like, visually it looks interesting because it's a motion graphic type of thing. Mm. There's, like, no animation. There's no whatever. It's just kind of like, if you've seen any of these, like, motion graphic titles, uh, motion comics, I think, is, is uh, the, the real world uh, that I should be using. But, yeah, so um, it's a... It's a deep interactive experience that, the, that all levels of players can play. And when they mentioned that in the main show, I didn't really get what they meant because I thought it was like a, like a, a mystery drama type of game. Uh, and it's about family resilience and sacrifice. And it's written to be like a TV show. Um, that's that's, that's, a, that's the what writing like. there is important. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's written to be like a TV show. And it's one of those like pick your own adventure games. You've got so many different storylines. Each action you, you make will affect the story in a way. The dialogue is going to change. The characters are going to like, you know, behave differently. We've seen that concept before. Tell Nothing special games. about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, the the story seems to be about the, these two families and a robbery that went wrong, and they find themselves in trouble somehow or another. And then they ended the show, like in the main showcase, saying that it's playable, 
solo or up to eight players. So this is where the game lost me. And I'm like, what? I don't yes. care for this game. Like, how do you play with eight players? This is not going to work. I, I push this aside. Whereas you, yes. you were like, no, this is cool. Let's yeah, I wanted to talk. Deeper. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to talk about it in the very beginning, just based off the idea that it's it, like it visually, it looked like different. It looked nice, not like amazing, but it just looked nice. And then mm -hmm. the idea that you can play up to eight players. You like raised the question: is like, how can eight players play a story-driven game? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And it looks like this is very heavily focused on the story, like the game, the, like the story is a big part of the game and how well it's told and how well it's written. So I went to the website, I went to the FAQs, and that's when I discovered that uh, eight people can play together on the console or PC, I think, and on a mobile phone. And it's actually a party game. Because like, like uh, what do you call it? Jack in the Jack, box. Jack in the box, kind of, yeah. Uh, because when multiple people play the game together, they all get to vote on what the next action should be, on what you know choice you, you, the, the main character should make. Yeah. And you can like override other people's decisions if you're like disagreeing with everybody. So that really set the game apart. And then I really wanted to like just quickly talk about it because I thought that was uh, really cool. And another cool aspect about it that was in the FAQs is that because it's it's heavily dependent on people making like voting on a on a choice, there's a broadcast mode where you can connect it to Twitch, and then people like in chat will it's perfect for vote. Yeah. It's perfect for Twitch. Yeah, you as the streamer can still do whatever you want, but at least you have the option of keeping the the uh, keeping your audience engaged yeah. and like you know voting on 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 the choices and whatnot. And for me, if they had that in the main show, I would have been way yes. more interested. From the very beginning but exactly i don't know I why they just showed like they again they focus so much on the story of the game and not really on the gameplay behind it other than oh you could play up to eight people and that's it I, I at the beginning i thought i missed something but then you also like didn't like catch that like you like it really wasn't in the main showcase yeah. i think they made a big mistake uh because i don't know how many people that watch the main showcase would watch the extended showcase we did because we wanted to do this episode mm. but i don't know how many people generally would do that and if they missed out on that tiny detail, that is such an important detail about the game, they might have like completely dismissed the game altogether, like and I not did. care about it in the future. Yeah, yeah like, like I'm did. glad that I got to like kind of like you know try to convince you about it. I went to the website because now you're aware of this, and I think this is something that you could play with your family. It's like yeah. that escape room game that you talked about in your last episode. Such a, by the way, I played that game. Sorry, side note. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, tell now, me. Now it's Next Fest on Steam. So there's a mm -hmm. lot of demos. And one of the demos was Escape Room. And I downloaded, played it, finished it. I really like it. It I looks really fun. Escape Room Adventure or Academy, sorry. Escape Room Academy. It's, uh, it's Escape Academy. Escape yeah. Academy is very, yeah. very good game. Well done game. I really like it. And I think I might pick it up day one. It's that good. Awesome. Um, and I hope that this is also something similar in that regard where it's engaging enough for whoever's playing the game, whether it's friends and families. And they also, in the, in the extended showcase, um, I think it was the, the, the creative director of the game, uh, she said that she draw, she drew inspiration from shows like Breaking Bad and Fargo. If yeah. that's her inspiration, especially like the first season of Fargo, then they're off to a good start. If they're able to pull from that and actually deliver, that's mm. that's really good. Um, and because it's like it doesn't require you to be using your like gaming skills, it's really it really relies on your life skills, yeah. The and decisions that you said, make, and yeah, it's she said in the interview or in the extended, it's, it's based on a person or what kind of person you are, the game, yes, and it's something oh. that they want everyone to play with, yeah, yeah. They also mentioned that uh, they will show you a breakdown of your character traits based on the choices that you've made. Which I thought was also like a cool aspect of the game. Yeah, uh, so, cool. uh, are you like introverted? Are you so and so? Are you confrontational? Stuff like that, I believe. So that's a that's a cool thing to kind of like keep at the end of each. Uh, I don't know if it's at the end of each level or chapter or the end of the game itself, but something to also look forward to. So uh, next next on the list, uh, another honorable mention is Riot Games. I know this is going to be quick. It's pretty much. All the right games uh, are coming to PC and mobile, right? Or Game Pass, yes. PC and mobile. Game Pass on PC and Game Pass on, on mobile. mobile. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty uh, much uh, everything is, a lot. What's, what's the perk is, is that everything will be unlocked. So every champion on Leagues of Legends um, and Wild Rift 
All Ages on Valorant will be available on PC. Um, the Foundation set in Legends of Runeterra, which I, I, I don't know what that game is. I, uh, I never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Little Legends, what is that? In Teamfight Tactics on PC and mobile. And there will be yeah. a XP boost as well. So you get all the perks for a paid version, right? The paid version of the game. Isn't that what it is? Or like the the DLCs, not DLCs, what do you call them? The microtransactions. Isn't that uh, what it yeah. is? I, I, I think, you know, XP boost is, I, I think what they mean here is that you'll get an XP boost in the games if you play them through Game Pass. Oh, okay. There you I, go. I okay. believe that's what they meant. But yeah, so it's really only Valorant and uh, League of Legends that will be like fully unlocked. That's completely. huge, yeah. With the other games, like uh, with, um, what's this? Runeterra. Runeterra, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Runeterra, you get like a foundation set. It's a card-based game. You get a foundation set, and then I don't know what little legends are but you get a sele- like select little legends will be available for you in team fight tactics if you know these games you might know what we're talking about but i think that's a big move that like light is joining the game pass sort of army and mm. providing these games or like these sort of like you know um, items or, or starter kits or whatever they may be um uh, it's it also could pave the way for other developers like other big developers that have like big franchises to kind of like uh, uh join uh, the bandwagon. Oh, uh, uh, wait, hold on. We don't have to like think of anything. Uh, what Fortnite? Oh, you can. Yeah. So, so Xbox announced, like Microsoft announced a while back, like just actually not a while back, like I think a week ago, that they they want uh, they want you to be able to play games that are not even Game Pass titles. Okay, and uh, and Fortnite, I think, is one of them. Okay, because Fortnite is a free game, so like, would it make sense to have it as a I think that's the reason. Anywho, so this is something that they're aspiring to do. Might happen. I don't know. But it's cool to see Light Games to kind of like join the fold. Right. Um, shall we mention the last one? It's Yeah, it's... let's do it really quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, this is something that caught my eye or our eyes. Is the last yeah. case of Benedict Fox made by Plot Twist. So this is just a cool looking side scroller. Um, at side scrolling adventure. Um, and it's also has Metroidvania aspects to it, but it didn't show in the showcase, but I want to know more. It's one of those games. Uh, and the protagonist is haunted by a spirit or beasts or something. And like he finds issues. He's possessed with, with that. Yeah. Well, the, what was your, what was the issue? I didn't make out what the spirit was saying. It was like a very demonic voice and whatnot. I only too caught muffled. like, it was like, yeah, way too distorted, too muffled. Like I, I get like you need the general subtitles. just subtitles would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it just looks like a very nice game, a well-polished game, good adventure. Um, like it reminds me of like those games back in PS1, I think era or PS2, Heart of Darkness. Like it was similar. Oh, to, uh, Heart, of Dark- Heart of Darkness was also on PC, wasn't it? I think so. It might have made the I, PC, I, but I, I remember it on PlayStation. Yeah. Heart of Darkness is the one where... Um, Aliens take his dog and he's trying to get it. Is that is that the game? I think so. And there was like all these like black. black uh, yeah, monsters. exactly. If yeah. that's the game that you're talking about, yeah. that is actually the game that I thought of when I saw the, the trailer. Fun, funny. And we didn't yeah, actually talk about this before. We didn't talk about what, this at all. Like this, this was also like it's an honorable mention. We didn't even like discuss the game that much. But I thought of that game as well. I don't know why. Like Same. there, there are no similar elements to it. Not even like the gameplay is similar. Like there's maybe just the, the darkness the... or the the demon or the blackness. Something maybe that's what evoked yeah. it because that's what it reminded me of as well. Honestly. Because and and in this game and the last case, uh, Benedict Fox, he's it seems to be like he's looking for his dad and he finds his dad on the floor, either dead or unconscious. And then I think he either like the way it was shown, like the the graphics and whatnot goes into his consciousness or maybe like unlocks a part of the house or something. And then he goes into this like demonic world. And it might've been that part that made me think of heart of darkness. Yeah. Cause there were parts where like he goes into the, like the alien demonic sort of thing. Yeah. 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 The tubs of acid and whatnot. It really, really good game. I like the cinematic part, like the intro of the game. Um, So yeah, uh, the Benedict, Oh, sorry. The last case of Benedict Fox, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, it's coming out uh, in 2023 on Xbox consoles, PC, Game Pass Day One, and Xbox Cloud Gaming. That's another thing. There are a lot of cloud gaming titles as well. Yeah, they the mentioned showcase. it a lot. But Almost it, it all of them. Us, if I'm not yeah. No, we don't get it. But 
I care about gamers everywhere. More options. More those more lucky options. bastards. Those lucky bastards. <laughs> that's okay. Um so yeah, that's uh we'll that's it. Like there's dozens, like two dozen more games to like to, to go through. Go check it out yourself. It's a really it was a really good show. I think I, safe to I, say I, the best show the best. so far. Yeah, and there there was a poll. Jeff Keighley made a poll and oh. uh, uh, about. I, lo- I love Jeff, by the way. He's too cool, man. I I, I personally yeah. want to make like a whole thing about him or like a whole show. I don't mind doing. Yeah, let's let's um, yeah because his tweets right after the summer game fest and him responding to people that were like disappointed and asking them like you know what was yeah. bad about it. What do you think we could have done different? And then also being frank about we worked with what we had. Like this is exactly like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love Jeff. He's good, and and there was two things that I watched. He did like a post show on YouTube, and like he answered mm. YouTube and Twitch comments. So I'm guessing yeah. it was on Twitch too. And he did a Twitter uh, space uh, space Spa- yeah uh, spaces yeah. yeah so space, you can go yeah. listen to it, and then he invited people here and there to talk to him or mm. like see how it was the show while he was eating a popsicle. But anyway, like oh. it was just <laughs> random. It was like that. It was like oh, I'm just eating Why a popsicle, not? answering your question. Yeah. So that was cool. But anyway, um. And it, it got an A. The long story short, it got an A. It was trending towards an A. So it was the best show according to votes and to us as well. Uh, maybe the Sony State of Play is a close second. Sony was good, yeah. Because that also had a lot of game announcements, and it had some true. really good. It was a good start. It was a good start to the Summer Game Fest, which were Summer like, Game Fest kind of dipped low Fest. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Day of the Devs was interesting, but. I don't remember the last time and like a like a an indie focused show like was made it had, that big like yeah headlining what, yeah. what I found was big was the Devolver showcase oh we, Devol- we oh we we haven't spoken about it but that was an indie Devolver uh, sorry an indie dev studio or publisher that showed a lot of cool yeah. games I found uh, no the games were cool like even day of the dev games were cool not all of them kind of jive for me but like still like they were cool games but it was the presentation. That just Suda. killed it with the with the Devolver Mecha showcase. Fifty one. That was cool. That was cool. Let's not spoil anything. We, you know what? We'll talk. We'll we should definitely talk about this in the next episode. So, guys, our yeah. next episode, like we'll go back to our regular schedule. Sundays recording, Mondays uh, publishing, and we'll talk about games or announcements that we might have missed. And we should because there's a lot. <laughs> so many showcases. There's the Capcom showcase. There was a Assassin's Creed live stream thing that oh, happened I think, yeah. yesterday uh yeah there's a the pc gamer um that was fun i watched that yeah um, so there's so many things we'll again maybe do like top five picks from the things that we missed and um uh, and yeah that's it thanks for watching this episode uh if you if you enjoyed it please leave us a like or a comment and subscribe to the channel we were obliged to say that now. And head mm-hmm. on to the headgood.gg to follow the audio podcast on your platform of choice. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at badgoodpod. Uh, otherwise, have a great day. Later. Bye.